Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, sometimes we run across stories that we cannot stop digging around oh. about. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley, you got a little bit obsessed with a couple stories, did yep. you not? Okay, so what so are you obsessed with right now? My first obsession, I'm actually looking at my second obsession because I'm so obsessed with it. But uh, suffice it to say, the first thing I want to talk about was brought up by Holly in the uh, Dirt Alert update. And we talked with Elizabeth Reese during the Dirt Alert earlier today. This headline caught my attention. Colin Firth's wife admits to affair with, quote, friend turned stalker. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, there are so many things in that headline alone that I don't understand and I need to know more about. Uh, his, you know, the first thing you must know is that when she talks about an affair, uh, Colin Firth's wife is talking about a period of time that she and Colin Firth uh, separated, separated, right? Mm-hmm. A few years ago, Colin and Livia, her name is Livia Agugioli. Uh, she's an Italian lady. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a few years ago, they decided to separate. Uh, during that time, Olivia became briefly involved with a guy uh, by the name of Mr. Brancaccia and Mr. Brancaccia. We'll call him Mr. B. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bay was an old friend of hers. Now, the Firths have since reunited. Okay. It happens. So, so mm-hmm. that in and of itself is a story, right? Like, oh, we're now learning about um, this time where they were apart and uh, they kind of went their separate ways. So... Follow that with the the part of the headline that says "friend turned stalker." Now I'm confused. Like, right? When did he become? A, was was he a stalker when she had an affair with him? This is why this is a good headline right? because you had to open it up and read the story exactly, which I did, and then I learned that uh, his wife claims Livia claims that Mr. B carried out a frightening campaign of harassment over several months, much of which is well-documented. For obvious reasons, the Firths had every desire not to make this matter public. And um, he, when they spoke to him, because now I'm thinking, wow, okay, so she has like a fling. You can almost see the movie in this, right? right? It's a lifetime movie, I'm telling you. we're going to take a break. I'm going to, you know, go over here. Sow my oats. And have one little fling with this guy, and then he turns into a stalker. Oh, my God. And now he's blackmailing me, and I my whole family. 
not without my baby. And Sally Field shows up. And then there's and some murder. Turkey. I'm just know. telling you, there's a lot that there's, could happen here. Really, right? So then that in and of itself is a story. But then you hear from Mr. B and he says, um, yeah, we were romantically involved. She wanted to leave Colin for me at the time. Uh, okay. Right? And he says, my stalking. Again, remember, she claims he's a stalker. My stalking consisted of two messages via WhatsApp, which is like a texting message mm-hmm. app for people who you know live in faraway places. Uh, two messages after she ended our relationship in June of 2016 and an email. Okay, and that was stalking? Yes. Okay. That was the stalking. Can I ask a, a weird, a really quick, or, no, t- finish that. And then I want to, I have a question. So two WhatsApp messages and an email. Well, the yeah. email now he says in this email, okay, I wrote it. This is Mr. B talking the guy she had an affair with. Who's allegedly now a stalker. He says of the email, I wrote to Colin about my relationship with Livia, which I now regret sending. And she filed a complaint against me for stalking out of fear that I would go public with what she revealed to me about her marriage and her work. So what he's alleging, again, another twist in the movie, is that um, I wasn't stalking. She just didn't want me to go public with the truth, which is that she was uh, smack talking her, you know, now then also husband, but at the time separated. Um, She did not want me to make public what she may or may not have told him Mm -hmm. during the time that they were canoodling. So then you're like, ooh, now I'm back over on Team Mr. B. Yeah. Or is Mr. B just, you know, calmly and coolly playing off this notion that he's a um, that he's a, a stalker? Okay, but go with me on this question, because this actually is an appropriate time to an- ask this question. What would be, I mean, if she was accusing him of being a stalker, if she filed a complaint calling him a stalker, knowing full well... If indeed we believe Mr. B, knowing full well that that nothing that he did could qualify as stalking, then she would also then have to know that it was going to go it would go public anyway, or that they would have to end up going public with some parts of the story anyway. Or maybe they just didn't think that the tabloids would pick up on it necessarily. I don't know, or that you know, in uh, by her you know filing the stalking charge that he would not be able to speak publicly about it. I'm not sure of the specifics. So no, I don't have an answer to your question. I know. I, 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 say, I don't know that there is a que- uh, yeah, yeah. an answer. I'm more. I'm question. more thinking like, what was the strategy there? What I will say is that um, he also claims that she sent him several messages. He says hundreds of messages of love, photos, videos, even a diary. So he's like, yeah, don't call me a stalker. It was not unusual that I would have communicated with her, even though we had ended the relationship. So. Now you should know that Firth and Gugioli or Gugioli or Guglioli. <laughs> that sounds like a, a Guglioli. I think Firth that's and like Guglioli. Italian Google. Um, they married in 97. They have two kids. Um, so Ugh. it's a he said, she said, but I think it would be worthy of a film because it sounds kind of fascinating. Right? Like, is he really a stalker or is, you know, she just trying to manipulate him to keep secret somebody keep track of this and then option a film on it yeah uh what's the other thing you're uh, obsessed oh, about god it's my obsession i told you that i was sitting here looking at the one thing while i was trying to talk about the other thing well the other thing i've been obsessed with is uh you remember jaja 
Rest in peace, Josh Agabor. Well, I read this headline. The Prince of Hollywood, Josh Agabor's widower, reveals his hustler past as he auctions her belongings. <gasps> Prince von Anhalt. That relationship in and of itself was fascinating because, as you'll recall, he hid her up in her bedroom while he had a party for her birthday. Yeah. She al- he, also he also had took her leg. amputated her leg while she was sleeping. Yeah, and she never. I know, he didn't do it. To be fair, he did not actually amputate her leg. I don't know. I like my version of the story. But yeah, he signed off on her leg amputation and she woke up and she had no leg and they never told her she didn't have a leg. Yeah. She didn't know. She didn't have her leg. I want to get out of this bed, darling. Oops, can't. Um, So Prince Frederick von Anhalt, who, by the way, is uh, he's not an actual prince. He Mm -hmm. purchased his title. And uh, there's a whole story about that. You can read the article on Hollywood Reporter because I think he's a very fascinating person. He's just a big hustler. Uh-huh. But the thing that really caught me was the the uh, auction of her belongings. And so then I'm over on the website. It's a heritage auction uh, that's going to happen later this month. And it includes like everything uh, of Ms. Gabor's, including but not limited to prescription bottles. Okay, are you? Will you be bidding on yes, those? Not on the prescription okay. models because I feel like I could do better than that. But okay, there's what everything: are you bidding film on? scripts. There's dressing room door plates. There are shoes. There are paintings. There are statuary uh, clothes. Her negligee. But here's the thing that I want: a Jaja Gabor group of department store charge cards, circa 1970. Okay, that's kind of cool. Wouldn't that be fun? Lord and Taylor, Saks Fifth oh, Avenue. What would you do Bullocks, with them? Uh, frame them frame them of yeah, course that's cool right? so if you want to see i mean there's like an album of white house correspondence because of course you know she was quite famous and had uh friends in high places so is he just gonna sell all of her stuff off and oh, take yeah. the money and go on a joyride and i mean yeah of course yep what i know, know i'm asking dumb questions I but everything like if you want furniture i mean you could buy you could buy like an, a Regency mahogany rent table. You could buy some Louis the, I can't do math, 15th uh, side chairs. I mean, there, wow. there is a wide range, like her underpants. I mean, you can get it all. Is her leg on there? No. Okay. Is her leg on I don't know. There? I was just wondering. No. Uh, hey, when we come back, I'm really excited. We've got Paul McGuire Grimes. He's our uh, favorite movie reviewer from Paul's Trip to the Movies and the All Things Streaming Podcast. He's going to tell us all about A Wrinkle in Time. We've heard mixed reviews. When I say mixed, we've heard bad reviews. We want to hear what Paul has to say. Stay tuned for that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and the All Things Streaming Podcast has joined us in studio on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Paul McGuire Grimes, who has come to tell us what he's seen at the movies, in particular, A Wrinkle in Time. I have thoughts. Well, Thanks good. So, Thanks for bringing them. <laughs> You're welcome. So we should say that, you know, earlier this week we learned that the Rotten Tomato score was kind of low, but that's not, you know, the be all and end all. Right. But uh, and Holly's perspective was that it seems perhaps that it's not that people were panning the movie as much as less enthused than perhaps they were going in. I think there's a lot riding on this movie mm-hmm. because the book has been around since 1962. A lot of people have read it. It's a lot of people's favorite books that go in with such high expectations. Then when you have people like Oprah, Reese, Mindy Kaling, Ava DuVernay, who's a Mm -hmm. great filmmaker, attached, you go in with this kind of elevated sense of what you think it should be or what you want it to be. And that may not happen. Right. I'm 
conflicted by it because there's things that it does really well. So I think it's a Disney movie, and I think because it is aimed towards kids, it really makes Madeline Engel's world so tangible. She sets it in a very contemporary society. Kids that are maybe going through bullying, being teased at school, will really adhere to these characters and want to go on the journey with them, and kids will love it. Mm-hmm. But... But I was the, sensing a but. There's a but because there's parts of the movie that I think you'll read in a lot of reviews that don't work. Uh-huh. And I say that because the three misses, Mrs. Witch, Mrs. Watson, Mrs. Who, are kind of the the down parts of the movie. Oh, mm. interesting. Which is Oprah, yeah. Reese, and Mindy. Mm-hmm. And they're at the beginning of the movie. And it's all very disjointed with their entrance. The special effects are used for some of them aren't very good. Uh, which is weird. And I don't feel like the script gives them enough to work with. Mm. Reese kind of gets to do her bubbly thing we expect. Mm -hmm. Oprah is like the the deity of the three of them, the grand poobah, the wise one. Like like she she is. is. So it's kind of fun to see Oprah do that, but she doesn't have to work too hard. You're just now thinking, okay, the Oprah message now has to deliver to a kid audience versus adults like you and I. And then Mindy's character only talks in quotes. So it's kind of stilted by that. But if you're going to, you have to know your pop culture to get a lot of the references that she throws out. Like she'll say the quote, say the last name of the person said it in the year. So you're listening. Okay. You hear Shakespeare, hear Gandhi, and then she'll quote Chris Tucker or Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, But if you don't know the quotes, it's going to go right over your head. You know, this is the thing that I think, you know, without having seen it. And so I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on my theory, Mm -hmm. having now seen it. A Wrinkle in Time was taught in our generation. Right. You read that. That was required reading in many schools. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know whether or not they do teach it as widely as they did in, in our childhood. But what this movie does is it takes our nostalgia and tells a story for kids who may or may not be familiar with the story to begin with, which means it has to hit on both levels. Right. And it's, um, but it's a movie directed at kids and they have a lower bar. I mean, my kids thought the emoji movie was great. Right. <laughs> right. And you right? have to keep kids attention. Yeah. So like the, the three uh, misses have all these crazy costume changes all the time. And, but I don't always understand then what's the vision behind it. Like there isn't necessarily a cohesive look toward outside of keeping kids attention, have it be sparkly and razzle dazzle. And the visuals can be great at times. Right. But if you are if you read the book, you have a vision of what you think the character should be. Right. Maybe Colleen, the way it could be different than the way that I yes. envision them. And then will naturally be different than the way that Ava DuVernay or Madeline Langle wrote them. Right. Yeah, so you have to sure. go in knowing that it's not the same, and that's great. Right. That's different and just fine. And my Unless it's not. But then you need to realize like this is a sci-fi fantasy world. Right. So it's not a, like race and like color specific is not part of the story, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having multiracial oh, sure. misses or mm-hmm. cast members. So one of the criticisms that we heard and the the reason we started talking about how this was getting less than stellar reviews was because there was a blind item about how Oprah was pulling back from the publicity of this movie because she really felt like she didn't have her voice heard in terms of Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Her, um, Things that changes she would have made. Like, editing. Yeah, she thought that they did a, you know, maybe the wrong job in editing and putting this film together. And so she was not pleased and felt like the movie was going to pan or maybe not do as well and therefore wanted to pull back so that she wasn't perhaps um, as attached I, overusing to her own. I would be curious to see what she would have done if she would have loved, if that is true. Cause I feel like I see her all over Instagram and face, you know, the social media, she's been on the publicity tour about it. So right. I don't, you know, I'm curious. I mean, I get some of and that. It's a blind item. So it doesn't mean it's true. Is it the confirmed crazy days and nights? I don't know if it was confirmed. It, I don't think Holly. it was Hollywood. It was not. She's saying no. Um, but I can almost see where she's coming from. Cause there's things that don't make sense in the movie mm-hmm. that they could have done a better job with or use the Disney budget to make better. Well, that's the odd That's my like, other question is when you've got Disney attached and Ava DuVernay who, I mean, you know, making a children's movie, this might be. New so, uncharted territory. She directed Selma and the documentary 13th, which you can find right. on Netflix, just for context for people. Right. But those are a little bit more mature, a right. little bit deeper. I, I It's got to be different to make a movie like this. Right. Not, I'm not saying that she can't do it. I'm just saying, you but know. She, she hasn't done the big blockbuster, right. tentpole, special effects Movie. So with this particular movie and all that you've given it uh, in terms of critique, I'm what did you end up I'm three out of five ticket stops. Okay. I think it does a lot of things i think it does a lot of things well for kids mm-hmm. as a grand picture on movie making it's not as good as like a harry potter like mm-hmm. or the hunger games the way that that's those, unfortunate the maybe not worth all the hype that it I, has do, got. I do feel like and this is the thing that i would you know caution against is like right now we're in this moment where people and for good reason but um you know people like ava duvernay people like uh oprah people like uh, mindy kaling uh, and maybe Reese Witherspoon because of her connection to the Me Too movement. Like you've got this moment where everybody's behind this movie and this project before knowing anything about it mm-hmm. um, or having, you know, appreciated it for what it actually is or is not. And there's a danger, I think, or a risk that you're going to um, sort of over anticipate it yeah. and right. oversell it. And then people are going to, you know, because it should be lauded. It should be respected for what it is. Ava should be treated like mm-hmm. any other director and be given mm-hmm. lots more opportunities. But I feel like there might have been an over enthusiasm for this that I hope doesn't sort of get sullied by perhaps less than stellar. Yeah, box like office. I would hate I would hate for this weekend to at the when we come to Sunday here box office is down or this will ruin Ava's career or yeah. she shouldn't be making these types of movies because that is not the message I want to send mm-hmm. because ki- like if you took your kids they would they love, will it. love it yeah and that's what's important right like, that's what's important at the end of the day it's not for me as a 35 year old to say boo hiss on this movie right. no no because it's for the kids yeah 
Okay. It's for the children. Literally, <laughs> literally, like 30 seconds to talk about a home release. Again, my home release, Lady Bird, another woman director, International Women's Day, Greta Gerwig. It was up for five Oscars. And I think it just, if you went to Catholic high school, if you remember it was like being a senior in high school, you remember that transition where you don't know who you, what your own voice is in your mm-hmm. identity and how you deal with that, especially when you have school administrators or your parents, your mother right. trying to tell you, this is who you should be or here's what I want. And you're like, no. Right. That transition, I just felt was perfectly captured in Lady Bird. Great script, great soundtrack, and Laurie Metcalf is brilliant in it. All right, awesome. Lady Bird streaming this weekend. Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much. Thank you. Twin Cities Live next. Yes. All right, he'll be on Twin Cities Live, and he'll be back here next week. You can find him at Paul's Trip to the Movies or on the All Things Streaming Podcast, Crazy Stupid Idiot. At 2.30, every day, Monday through Friday, we like to highlight for you the Crazy Stupid Idiots on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. That was really good. Have you practiced that? Oh, yes. It's really good. Thank you. That's my radio voice. We're going to Connecticut first. Connect, I cut. Yes. We are going to Connecticut where we are going to meet 25-year-old Jonathan Rivera, who stole a car on Wednesday. Oh, that's too bad. And um, that's, you know, while that's bad, it's kind of garden variety crazy stupid idiot, right? Like, mm-hmm, that's not going to get mm-hmm. you on the crazy stupid idiots alone. Not necessarily. Well, um, here, I'll, let me tell you what got him on the crazy stupid idiots. He stole that car because he needed to get to the courthouse for his court date. He was um, being charged with theft. He stole a different car last month, uh, got caught, was charged with larceny, and then stole a car to get to the courthouse for his hearing about his larceny car theft charge. Okay, so guy who steals car has to go to jail or go to court for stealing a car. So he steals Can't a car to get, get to, to jails court. or courts. So he steals a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some sort of logic oddly it's to that. It's kind of like leapfrog though, because then he had to go and he had to answer to those charges, and now he's got another charge on top of that. We don't How have do a way to know answer it was to that. A stolen car. Um, that's a great question. Probably because somebody called in that their car was stolen and they found him driving it near the courthouse. I mean, Connecticut's not that big. I'm just kidding. It was in Hartford, too. I don't even know how big Connect I Cut is. (sighs) Connect I Cut it out. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what he said when they... Did he? Yeah, when they pulled him over. Yeah, he was like, Connect I Cut it out. No, you're right. I lied. Okay. Okay. You shouldn't lie. I know. That was in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Where is our favorite place to go? Florida. That's where we're going. Oh, yay. And we need to go to a Mexican restaurant. <gasps> Cue the uh, cha-chas or whatever. you. The music. cha-chas? The marimba? Mari- it's mariachi music? Mariachi, that's what I meant. <laughs> Cue the maracas. Because we're at a Mexican restaurant. I'm going to mm. set the scene for you. I want you to meet Stephen Loftus. Okay, Uh he goes to uh, El Mexican restaurant. Actually, it's I Jalisco. 
Ay, Jalisco. That's where he goes on an afternoon. Okay. Okay. And uh, he sat at the bar. And he was like, I would like a margarita. Okay. He's in the right place. And then they gave him a margarita. And then he said, I would like a vodka. And they were like, okay, we'll give you vodka. And then he said, I would like a vodka. 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 16 times. He had 16 vodkas. Oh my gosh. Okay, no, he didn't just say it 16 times. He said it and they fulfilled it. Yeah, no, it wasn't like they were like, sir, (laughs) you've said it too many times. No. Get out. (laughs) He had 16 vodkas over eight and a half hours. Oh my gosh. And one chimichanga. I mean,. Wow. The part that I can get with is the chimichanga. Right? I just love saying that word, mm. and I love eating it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, pounds, uh, 16 vodkas, one chimichanga, uh-huh. and then he says, I'm out. Bye. And they're like, okay, Mr. Loftus, thank you for your patronage, or should I say, Gracias. Para your patron, I don't know what that word is. Anyway, um, and they were like, he, um, you know, you you gotta pay. So he ate, he drank sixteen vodkas, had one chimichanga, didn't 16 pay sixteen vodkas. I thought you were gonna say that he drove away, and that's what got them angry. But no, it's that he didn't pay. Yes. Okay. Um, they they absolutely wanted him to pay. He absolutely did not pay. I was just trying to see because I don't remember reading anything about him um, driving under the influence. And I don't think that that actually happened. At least that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the story was that he drank 16 vodkas, a chimichanga, and decided that he wasn't going to pay his tab. Now, the good news, there is a uh, L ending de happio in this particular case. Mm-hmm. He was arrested, though. Yes, before he got into a car and drove. And killed people. Yes. Over. I mean, I guess I would say it's kind of a blessing that he didn't want to pay that bill. And he ended up getting arrested. Yes. Um, however, it, it, is, it interests me that he was able to drink 16 uh, right? vodkas. And still because be coherent enough to say, I don't want to pay my bill. Presumably, the El Bartendro could have looked at him and said, you know, Mm-mm. I think maybe eight's enough. Okay, I think, stop. What do you mean? Oh, I thought you were making a TV joke. <laughs> what? Yeah, you totally eight made is eight is enough. Is, yeah, get it? A TV joke. <laughs> Dick Van Patten. No? No? Okay, forget it. What the heck does that have to do with Nothing, anything? Nothing, but I just thought it was kind of cute. Go on. Yeah, and then okay, he fine. said, oh, I don't know, different strokes How for about, different folks. Those you know, are just the facts of life. The three's company, though. My sister's here. Let's start a family feud. Oh, look, 16 vodkas. I didn't pay. The price is right. I mean, we could do this all day. But my point is... That was kind of fun. My point <laughs> is that you'd think the bartender would have said... Eight is enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe 10 is enough. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, 11 is enough. But he, they let him drink 16 drinks before deciding to maybe pull the plug. Yeah, I don't. And you know what else I want to know? And I know that they don't do this for this type of thing. But don't you kind of want to know what he blew? Even though, you know, again. <laughs> well, okay, he stop. probably blew the chimichanga, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. I'm saying he, you know. 
called some dinosaurs. <laughs> they were Chimichangasauruses. <laughs> no, but I wish they no, would have given Jimmy them a... No, Chimichangasaurus Max. Am I right? <laughs> Can we open... Can we open a Mexican Chimichangasaurus Max. Yes, it's a dinosaur-themed yeah. Mexican restaurant. Or Tacosaurus Max. Yes. I think that works better than Chimichang is a lot of syllables. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can workshop this okay, a little we'll bit. Workshop okay. That. But um I think that there's a there there, Bradley. I think we could franchise this and be the new McDonald's. I'm just saying. It's it's totally possible. I'm just saying maybe don't serve somebody 16 cocktails. Right. I agree wholeheartedly. And I also want to know what his blood alcohol level was. Yeah. We don't have that information. Moving on. Now, let us go to New Jersey. Okay? Let us go to uh, Bayonne, New Jersey. Bayonne. B- whatever. Uh, at a 7-Eleven. They have 7-Elevens there. I wish we had them. I know, right? Uh, so a guy goes into the 7-Eleven and he's hungry. And so he sees some Hostess cupcakes. He says, I, oh, that's what I want to eat. Yum. I want to eat Hostess cupcakes. Now, I have a question for you because I have not purchased Hostess cupcakes in quite some time oh, in my life. He he helped himself to $32 worth of Hostess cupcakes. Can you do the math on that? I don't even know how the, the 7-Eleven stocked that many. Okay, so how many would that be, do you think? Well, $32 worth of Hostess like, cupcakes. I, I would imagine it's like a buck or two for... Okay. What do you think for that is, a like cup, for, fifty? Yeah, maybe. Sure. So that's like 20-ish, like 15, 20-ish. I mean, that would be maybe 16 packets. Yeah. Which of two each, so that's 30-some cupcakes. Okay. Well, he shoved $32 worth of Hostess cupcakes down his pants. Holy. Buckets. Yeah. Cupcakes. Of cupcakes. Uh, an employee caught him and tried to stop him. And he got angry. And he pulled a knife on the employee. And then thought, maybe I don't want to see where the end of this is. Yeah. So he dropped the knife and he ran with, with the $32 the cup- of cupcakes, <laughs> cupcakes in, his, in his pants. $32 worth of cupcakes in his pants. How was he able to run Without cupcakes just, you know, t- tumbling I also, out of his can we talk? How is he able to run when he's the kind of person who is going to eat $32, 32, cupcakes. <laughs> $32 yeah. worth of Hostess cupcakes? Like he got cupcakes. on his scooter and, right? and shuffled off. <laughs> um, wow. that And also that you would pull a knife on someone right. for cupcakes. Yes. I mean, at that point, I would just give I mean, you the cupcakes. I would say if that's not rock bottom in your life, you're probably yes. pretty close. Unless he was like, maybe he was trying to sell them or something. Do you think? Oh, is there a big, is there <laughs> a big market, market for Hostess cupcakes? I don't cupcakes? know. They got a black market for all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe well. there's a snack cake black market. So what you're saying, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's I, also a store at the mall. Snack cake black market. Yes, I know. I love to shop there. Yeah, they have sensible slacks mm-hmm. uh, that you can fit cupcakes in. Uh, the one thing I will say that's unfortunate about this story is he's still at large. Literally. <laughs> but he is. They can't. They're still looking for him. He's <laughs> large uh, at large. <laughs> the um, the arrest, uh, an arrest has not been made and it is still under investigation. So if you are in the Bayonne New Jersey area, and you see a man with thirty-two dollars worth of Hostess cupcakes in his pants. That might be your guy. I'm so hoping please, he's 
notify the authorities. Maybe removed those at this point. Also, but. are you going to really chow down on those after they've yes. been? Okay, fine. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we did ask a question on our Facebook page. We call it our Daily Snap Judgment. It's a this or that question that we ask. You answer it, then we judge you for it. Today, the question was... Barbies or Arby's? Barbies or Arby's. Head on over to the MyTalk 1071 Facebook page. Answer that question. We'll tell you what you answered after this on MyTalk 1071. We asked and a handful of you answered on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we asked you a question on the MyTalk 1071 Facebook page. We do it every day. We call it our Daily Snap Judgment. And uh, about 20-some of you answered. Yeah, so thank well, you, to you know, you. you're all losers today. And No, I'm kidding. What was the question we asked? Well, it's probably our fault. Why? Barbies or Arby's? I don't understand why that's a problem. Barbies or Arby's? Just answer the dumb question. You have an opinion. It doesn't have to make sense to you. You just have to answer. Okay. Well, what were the 20 answers? Okay. Well, first of all, let's just explain. Today is National Barbies Day. And it's also rhymes with Arby's. And I thought you said it was Arby's Day, which I was really excited about. And so we just decided to put the two of them against each other. Megan said Arby's. Turnovers, beef and cheddar, jalapeno poppers. Screw my diet, she said. I love it when she talks dirty, right? Chrissy said, Arby's, there ain't no meat on a Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's totally true. There's not any fat on a Barbie either. Mary said, Arby's, especially Jamocha shakes and beef and cheddar. Oh, God. I've never had a Jamocha shake. It is the best shake in the fast food world. Do you promise me? Because I feel like I've heard that before about like Culver's don't. Don't Culver's leave me now. is the most amazing, but if you want the best fast food shake, you need. And I'm not Culver's doesn't count. What I'm talking about is Arby's, McDonald's, Burger King, okay. Wendy's. Like Culver's is just its own. Uh, it's its own it, genre. It is just its own level of fabulousness. That's more with Dairy Queen. You can compare Culver's and Dairy Queen. Okay. I just, I did. I'm sorry. I did not have time to consult my rule book on fast food. But my point is like, you know, you go to McDonald's, of course, you uh, can't go wrong with, by the way, they're available a shamrock shake. Oh, yeah. Or an eggnog shake over the holidays. But bar none, the best fast food shake is the Jamocha shake. Okay. I got to get into one of those. I have literally gone through the drive through in the middle of the night for a Jamocha shake. Just for a Jamocha shake. Mary said Arby's. Oh, I already read that one. GJ said Arby's. The Reuben is great. Add curly fries. Yum. Yes, queen. Chelsea said Arby's. I have a weird addiction to their pizza sliders. What? Uh, can you something. Google that while I'm reading that more? That sounds like it's going to slide. I know, pizza right? Pizza sliders. Yeah. Tina said Barbies. Like Iconic. Arby's. Just plain yuck. <gasps> no, Tina. Never. Laura said Arby sliders, a large fry and a coconut or sorry, chocolate well, turnover. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> What's so funny? Can you just look at the pizza slider? OK, no, 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 no. That looks offensive. That What's, does not look like so- anything you should be eating. Mm. Why now, not? Oh, you, look- you have a different picture. You oh, have I, the promotional picture. picture? Oh, yes. Looks yeah, amazing. The picture that I found on the internet <laughs> looks like, well... Oh. It looks like what it might look like later. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you what I think it looks um, like. I know exactly oh, yeah, what no, you it's think it looks like. pretty obvious. We, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we just basically said it without saying it. 
It is pretty bad. Um, let's see Tell what me other I'm people wrong. said. You're not wrong. Uh, Raleigh said Arby's roast beef. Oh. Jill said Arby's smoke, smoked brisket sandwich. Yum. Mm. Megan said Arby's. My body type fits that better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kathy said, what kind of question is that? Arby's. Don't ask what kind of question it is. Well, at least she, you know, she answered. Oh. Mm. Yeah, and that's... Wendy said Arby's potato cakes, which, yes, duh. I mean, I'm not a fan of the potato cakes. I don't cakes. know what's wrong with you. I feel like if you're not, or, or if you're not ordering that potato like cakes, you're doing it wrong. a potato option. That, like, I think of hash browns. I am offended. <laughs> Why would you order potato cakes when you can get curly fries Thank at you. Arby's? Thank because you. where else can you get potato cakes? Where else can you get curly fries? Hardee's. Goes to Hardee's. Well, I'm I just do saying actually there's, enjoy Hardee's. Yeah, too. there's and one. The, oh, there's one Hardee's. <laughs> yeah, and I will go to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're seriously biscuits and gravy. Oh my god, stop! It's so good. Hi, Donnie. Hey, Here's give it up for Donnie. <laughs> Hello, Donnie. Oh, hi, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Chunk a chunk, baby. Fuck you guys. Donnie yesterday unleashed his uh, Sammy Davis Jr. I'm I'm happening. Also, still have (laughs) yet yet to actually hear Sammy Davis Jr. say ka-chonka-chonk. Is there audio of that? I I, I don't think so. I think there was an impressionist who did that. I would like you to know that we uh, texted each other (laughs) as a group last night. Mm -hmm. Ka-chonka-chonk, baby. And and then just various... (laughs) Uh, animated gifts of can I turn to <laughs> of Kachanka nobody Chunk. needs me the candy man okay yeah anyway moving what, on what are we talking about Arby's uh, the question is Arby's? Bar- Barbies or Arby's what, what do you mean Barbies what do you think we mean I mean the doll yeah yeah Barbies or Arby's Arby's what? <laughs> kind of a that's my answer <laughs> yep I'm going Arby's too <laughs> okay what's your Arby's uh, like if you could ro- go through the drive through right now what would you get mocha shake See, thank you. Like, wow. Why am I like late to the game on the Jamoka oh, shake? They're really good. It is so good. Yeah. When it, when did that start? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's been around. Years. I can remember. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't, I've never had one. Uh, mm, my order wow. at Get Arby's has never changed. Ever, not ever, never, never, never. Mm. Beef and cheddar platter with potato cakes. Thank you. Okay. What's a platter? Thing. <laughs> I think. Ha! Oh, rude. I think the beef and cheddar platter just—it's like a meal. It's like oh, okay. the value oh, meal. The value. Meal. I yeah. used to love. They used to have a um, chicken cordon bleu sandwich, and that was back when the chicken cordon bleu was a fancy sandwich. Mm. Oh, and they and then they brought it to Arby's, and you were like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. So I would that get that. White glove service because I usually tend to be a chicken sandwich fast food person. I like the chicken sandwiches usually because I think the burgers, unless it's a you know Culver's, I think burgers are usually boring. I'm glad that you took us on that journey. You're welcome. Though. Thank you for that. Journeys you take us on. Fatty diaries. <laughs> we got to record that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was afraid of what was coming. Yeah. Holly, and, and I can record it as Sammy Davis Jr. For yes, baby. Kachonk, kachonk. I got fatty Holly, diaries. Uh, Barbies or Arby's? Arby's, duh. Duh. What's your Arby's go-to, Halls? Big beef and cheddar. Oh, hey. With curly fries. That's what they used to call me in college. <laughs> big beef and cheddar? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually my band. I was big beef. My friend was cheddar. 
That could be our band. Actually, we could change Big the Beef show name. Cheddar. Welcome to Big Beef and Cheddar on my talk one That's great. That's a great band name. Thank you. Uh, like extra uh, Arby sauce, please. Um, oh, yeah. Holly, so wait, the Big Beef and Cheddar, that's just yes. the bigger version of my Beef and Cheddar, right? Yeah. I, I don't know, like what, I don't know about your Beef and Cheddar. <laughs> Holly just oh boy, here we the go. giant version. Yeah, uh, of okay. course. It's Friday. Hitting uh, down that just road. don't Google pizza sliders. No, I'm don't. Saying. I'm telling you, they should put it. What? You, if, unless you have your safety filter on okay. on your Google image search. I'm telling right. you, it's a little porno. Oh, really? Yes. Pizza sliders. Yes. Yeah. Who would know that? That's well, a really sad porno. If you type I pizza mean, slider, yes. it's about the mm. third. Uh, it's about the third. Uh, it, yeah, it's about mm-hmm. yes, it's about the third picture oh, okay. in the bunch. Oh. It just looks, looks very suggestive. Inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, um, Donnie, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention that uh, there is there are a couple high profile guests coming in. Yes, a couple of uh, actors, mm-hmm. uh, Bella Thorne, who's done a bunch of TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, who of course comes from a rather well-known family, uh, and he's hot. Uh, he's a handsome man, and she's a very uh, gorgeous young lady. So uh, Lori comes in, and she's like, uh, yeah. she's like, oh yeah, star, you know star. they're coming in, blah blah blah. blah. I've got to watch. She got, has the water sitting no, out. That's not water, honey. That's tea for one of oh, them. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was okay. vodka. No, it's tea. It's vodka. Anyway, I'm like, are you going to ask him about Taylor Swift? And she goes, should I? And I was like, duh. So I'll be tuning in. The interview. I will be tuning in. As long as they don't ask about things. Some other things. Please don't. We've got a story about that. We'll tell you again someday. Another day. All right, everybody. Kachonk, kachonk. We'll talk to you on Monday. Kachonk, kachonk, babe.